Are you an investigative professional? Have you heard about the investigatorstoolbox.com? Check out this exclusive online community for networking, learning, and data resource management. The Toolbox is a one-stop shop for all your investigative needs. Check out our robust collection of forums, our comprehensive learning page, and our expansive library of OSINT research tools. We've just released an app for both iOS and Android, so you can access the site seamlessly right off your phone. We have also partnered with some amazing companies like Crosstracks, Delpoint, IRB, ScopeNow, the Hetherington Group, PI Magazine, PI Gear, Merlin Locate Services, Paravin, the PI Institute of Education, and so many more. They're offering over $1,250 worth of discounts and benefits exclusively to community members today. Use code PIP201836 and save 10% on your membership. That's www.investigators-toolbox.com. Crosstracks case management system. That is what we are talking about today. Are you using a case management system? What are you waiting for? If you don't use a case management system, you really need to look into implementing that into your business regimen. I've been at it with Crosstracks now a little over a year, and it's just been a game changer for my business. They are SOC 2 certified, SOC 2 Type 2 certified. If you don't know what that means, it means that they're encryption system is second to none and you have to go through a whole screening process to figure out uh, if you can even qualify for that and they have so you know with certainty your data is being protected i don't think there's another case management system out there that offers that same ability to have the SOC 2 type 2 certification as you guys know i've been uh, you know singing the praises of cross tracks and uh, i really believe in this product and i believe you should check it out Contact Brad, contact Pat, uh, one of the team members over there, and see if it's right for you. Crosstracks case management system, check it out today. Happy 4th of July. We hope you're enjoying your time off today, and we appreciate you checking out the show. We welcome back Chris Salgado from All Points Investigations. Chris had an amazing career at Facebook and was a vital member of their investigative team. He now works at his company, All Points Investigations, and has a great training program he's about to make available. Grab some burgers and dogs and get ready for today's episode. We welcome Chris Salgado and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. Uh, before we jump in and get started, I want to wish everybody a happy 4th of July. That's the uh, the episode is running on, on July 5th, so uh, grab a, a burger, have a hot dog, enjoy the day with your family. Please do not do work other than listening to this podcast, and uh, just have a great day, everyone. I am super excited to have uh, a buddy back of mine, somebody who was here on my one-year anniversary show, so I'm, I'm getting close to show 100, so I figured I'd drag out the uh, the dog and pony show, so Chris Salgado is back on the program. Chris, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me again, Matthew. I appreciate it, and congratulations on the awesome success of the show, and congratulations on the upcoming 100 episode. Yeah, well, the show is awesome for the guests. It really has nothing to do with me. I'm just the, the, the guy who puts it all together, but uh, really, uh, seriously, the content really comes from folks like you coming on and and uh, just keeping it real, man, and keeping, uh, you know, just talking about the industry, talking about what you do, and, and just having a, a real conversation. So uh, thank you, sir, for uh, making yourself available. And uh, for those who, who didn't catch that episode yet or just don't have an idea of who Chris Salgado is, tell me a little bit about your background. Sure. I am the co-founder 
of uh, All Points Investigations, uh, managing member founded by myself and my partner, um, who is a former Secret Service agent and Customs and Border Patrol agent. All Points Investigations, we're a global entity rolling out both cyber and physical investigations of various sorts for various reasons, corporations, persons, law firms, stuff like that. We mostly engage in IP infringement. We also do uh, various types of insurance, surveillance, stuff like that, counterfeit investigations, stuff like that. And I also have been doing training as well. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But prior to All Points Investigations, I was at Facebook for a little bit. And over there at Facebook, I had the really great honor of being part of a team that built the investigations division uh, on a global scale. Right. Um, so I was really appreciative of that for them to give me the opportunity to do that and uh, help manage that system over there. Prior to then, I was born and raised in Chicago. Here I'm now in Florida. Right. And in Chicago, I was a private investigator for about 15 years, doing various types of investigations, managing individuals across the globe, mostly insurance investigations, but a lot of brand protection in the last probably now the last eight, nine, 10 years, something like that, uh -huh. undercover purchases, supply chain investigations, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. All points. Uh, you, you formed that with your partner there after uh, finishing up with, uh, with Facebook. How did you really decide what you wanted to focus on? I mean, you, you threw out all these different things that you, you do that specialization. Like what, where did you feel like, okay, this is the direction I'd want to take the business in and uh, give me an update since the last time we talked, like, what does that look like these days? What, what types of clients are you working with? Sure. For me, I've been an investigator for a little over 19 years. And a lot of that was insurance investigations, surveillance, SIU investigations of, of various sorts, interviews, accident scene investigations, stuff like that. And I really enjoy that. We still do that. But in the last, like I said, eight through 10 years, mm -hmm. um, I got my kind of feet wet for brand protection, excuse me, investigations, undercover purchases, online investigations, supply chain investigations, stuff like that. And really anything that hits upon any kind of brand infringement, trademark infringement, copyright infringement, stuff like that. So we still do we still do it all there, those, right? We don't do everything, but we do all of that. I don't like to pigeonhole myself or my firm, but um, but you're right. We do have a specialty mm -hmm. and that specialty is, is brand protection. So how did I come across this modern agenda of ours? So when I got my feet wet with brand protection in you know a few years ago, eight, 10 years ago, something like that, um, I really enjoyed it. It was kind of it kind of mixed up the environment from insurance investigations. And sure. I'm not watering down insurance investigations, you know, absolutely needed. And uh, like I said, we still do that, but it was a, it was kind of a nice change of pace with things. And I, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the type of people that I met. I enjoyed meeting all these brands, going to these different conventions that really focus exclusively on brand protection of various sorts. And um, I just, I just took that. And uh, when I got with my partner to decide to open up this company, right. um, he and I were like, okay, what do we kind of specialize in? And uh, that's what we kind of fell on to. It's been going really well. We're, like I said, a global firm. We're running investigations all over the United States, Europe, um, Africa, and I'm missing some South, South America, right? Latin America. Right. And um, it's, it's going really well. We have investigators in 
over 100 countries. Amazing. Uh, we have investigators here in 49 of the 50 states, and uh, it's going really well. Now, so wait, wait, wait hold before, on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. What state's missing? Yeah, good question. So Nevada, it wasn't missing before they they rolled out a, a law that was um, I'm not happy with, but um, you know we, we might pick that up later on. But right now there's no intent on yeah. getting back into Nevada. So um, yeah, 49 of the 50 states. Obvious question. Yeah. Um, so I try to gloss over that one, but um, yeah, we're we're doing really well. And being former Facebook, you, know, you got to remember, I was there at a critical time. I was there when Cambridge Analytica broke. Crazy I was times. there when yeah. news really climax about the Russians hacking the platform to impede the 2016 election. So I managed investigations during that time. And like I said, I built the the system over there with the team. It wasn't just me. Right. And it was, it was a great feeling. It was a great opportunity. So because I'm former Facebook, a lot of people come to me for cyber investigations. And sure. you got to remember, yeah. Yeah. even though I was physically seated in Florida or excuse me, at Facebook in California, my experience wasn't exclusive to Facebook because we regularly networked with the tech giants over there, YouTube, so, Google. Yeah. So that's a good point, man. So you're talking about this brand protection and this, you know, really monitoring the marketplace. So the, this this shift, right? Because it used to be in like the 80s and 90s, you know, it's like there's actual, you know, warehouses and boots on the ground, you know, we got to go bust them type of doing stuff. And this shift to, to this online marketplace, you know, by Amazon and, and uh, you know, Google and, and whatever, where you can go and, and research things to, to buy and, and do that. So that, that really changed the game as to the type of investigator or investigations that you, that you do. And it's so interesting that you're, you're working at Facebook probably around the time when the marketplace, the Facebook marketplace really started to come to life, right? Cause they, that was kind of a new thing in the past 10 years or so where now you can actually sell things on Facebook. You used to not be able to do that, right? And here's this division where you guys got to, you got to look at that and market and say, okay, what's, what's being sold on our sites here, right? There's a responsibility there to, to make sure, right? Sure. Yeah. And, and Facebook is an, an enormous company, right? So uh, I was part of a team that handled the kind of physical security engagements, but obviously being at Facebook, we had a lot to do with a cyber component, right? Mm -hmm. um, they have a, a cyber team that's exclusive for cyber engagements, right? They have a team that looks at different types of things, right? But our scope was very, very broad. And uh, there's a lot that, and I apologize, I'm sure I said this before, but there's a lot of stuff that I, I can't talk about about yeah. what we did at Facebook, yeah. but our aperture was really, really wide with the types of investigations or the scope that we did have sure. uh, over at Facebook there. But but you're right. It was a, it was a very pivotal time in a lot of different Wild sorts. Wild West. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty interesting. I was there between at the time when Facebook graph search was there and then they shut it down in June of 2019, I think it was. Um, and we'll get to kind of reliance on tools later, yep. but um, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a very interesting time. So nonetheless, you know, people hear Facebook and I helped build the system and manage it over there. So they come to me a lot for cyber investigations. So mm -hmm. we're really heavy with cyber investigations at uh, all points investigations as yeah. well. Now I forgot to mention in my intro, as you know, you know, I'm also a, a columnist for PI magazine. Oh, yeah. the, uh, their cyber and social media investigative columnist there. You are. Um, so hey, I'm really hey, uh, uh, just to remind you, you, you got about yeah. a week and a half to get your article in. 
I'm just saying. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> okay. Appreciate it. I think we should have had this a month ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. <laughs> no, but I'm really appreciative towards Jim and Nicole for yeah. bringing me on to do that and keeping me on because I've been in every issue since yeah. then, since a year ago, yeah. and uh, I'm really enjoying it. I, I really enjoy putting stuff together, telling people the stories that I hope and think that, that they want to hear, and just trying to help people out, you know, in the industry, because I I don't care where I'm at right now. At some point I had to take my first step and I couldn't do that if somebody didn't help me. It's always nice to get that opportunity rather to help out the community, you know, because again, I, I honestly don't care what I know today. I can always learn something from somebody new and I would like to piggyback onto that opportunity and teach them as much as I can. I get a couple issues just for whatever reason it it worked out that way. One for the office, one for home and all that. So my son, actually my nine-year-old, like he, he, where's the next issue, Papa? Like, I want to read it. Like he actually reads it. He's like all in, which is fantastic because you know, he's nine. <laughs> so that tech stuff really speaks to him because he's like building websites and coding and, and you know, oh, wow. Papa built an app. So now he wants to build an app. And he's literally built apps, which is like crazy. Every time I come home from work, he's like, yeah, let me show you what I did on the computer today. It's uh, I got a, I got nice. a, I got a mini Chris Salgado. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, I hope for your sake, you don't, I hope he's better than Chris. <laughs> there Salgado. You go, right? right. Let our uh, ceilings be their floors. Right. There you go. Fantastic. There you go. Fantastic. Um, but it, this is cool, man. Like I, I, uh, I, I'm really happy for you because I, I think when, when I first met you, you were kind of finding your voice and finding your way both at all points and, and, and you know, these other projects, which we're going to get into uh, after the break and, and just really just trying to figure it out. It's like, I've got a voice. I've got something I want to say. How am I going to say it? Like, I, you know, like I, here, here I, I'm a helpful resource. How do I let people know that I'm here to help them, right? So it's been kind of cool to watch you kind of grow and, and uh, figure it out and work your way into it. So Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And it's always been fun, you know, talking to you and just throwing ideas off of sure, you, uh, sure. off of each other and stuff. And I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. You know, I'm enjoying where we're at. I'm enjoying yeah. where we're going. It's looking good. And uh, I'm enjoying, like I said, in the interim, um, in between these kind of goal lines that I'm putting up for yeah. us, we're also giving back to the uh, the community. Absolutely. And one of the other things I want to mention, actually, before we uh, jump out and take a break, is uh, we're both going to be in San Diego at Osmosis. And yeah. uh, we're, we're, we're doing the bits and bytes tables uh, separately, which is always a challenge. So folks, if you haven't checked out Osmosis, the live event is, you don't want to miss it. It's amazing. It's a great time. What are you going to be talking about at your, uh, at your table there? So I'm going to be focusing on a topic that I think is really going to be pretty valuable to a lot of people, given, especially because uh, given that ransomware is just picking up just astronomically from 2019 to 2020 and 2020 to uh, to current day and the forecast of it. It's pretty scary. I'm going to be talking about threat management detection and its response, how to basically assess your threat level online and how do you reduce it. It, right? right. So we have a lot, and this is really for anybody. This is for anybody at all um, that really values their um, their online privacy, so to speak. Sure. Uh, and you know, you got to make sure these days with everybody online in various ways, um, you got to make sure that you don't overexpose yourself. And that's more of a hard dance to navigate when you're 
you know, you've achieved a certain status, whether it's with a company as a C-suite team or you're kind of a semi-celebrity, you want to put your, your information out there for yeah. a, a reason. It's really advantageous to really understand how exposed you are yeah. and then net in as much information as possible to understand what you want to kind of peel back a little bit. Because, you know, plain and simple, let's say you, I don't know, you buy a house and you're very excited about that, especially if it's your first house, right? Yeah. So you step back and you take a photo of the house, right? And you've got your numbers there, <laughs> the numerical <laughs> portion of the address. Yeah. Well, you don't know the street, yeah. but you go to 401.com or whatever it yeah. may be and yeah. plug it in. There you have everything but the numbers. So right? the, the worst thing you can do is take that picture with like your kids there, right? So yeah. now some creeper over there knows where your kids live. They're able to figure it out and you know, it could be a big problem. So uh, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't want to sound like this is a drama because it's real. Unfortunately, it's real world occurrences. Yeah. There was a guy that was arrested in, I believe it was Japan. And uh, I'm pretty sure it was this year. Um, there was a guy that was arrested because he assaulted a, a like a, a pop star over there, a teen pop star or something. Maybe she was older. I can't remember. Um, but a pop star and how he, he, he did that in her home and how he found where she lived yeah. was he did social engineering, which is another niche that I, I fill out there. And um, he looked at her Facebook profile, lots of different online accounts of hers, and he would study the reflections in her eyes to understand what that, where she was, because your eyes reflect where you are, right? And then he would engage in Google Maps, and then he would literally go down the street and find out where she was in all of her photos, so that he could triangulate an area. And he was able to find, doing that method, he was able to find out exactly where she lived. Wow. He went to that building one day, waited for her to come home and assaulted her. Wow. So it's it's really, and I want to let people know that it doesn't have to be that dramatic um, or it really isn't dramatic because it's a real world situation. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that extreme. You know, you do have to have some middle ground there. And in the end, these days, you know, we have real world harm that can potentially land on our front doorstep because of our exposure, because yeah. social engineering is blowing up significantly. It's a blessing. So it's critical yeah. to understand how exposed you are sure. and how you can retract that information to a comfortable level. Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse, you know, like having that information available to you, you know, as investigators were like, yes, that's great. But there is some danger involved. So, okay, we're going to jump out and take a break. And when we come back, I really want to dive into methodology and uh, really the, the type of, of training uh, and techniques that you bring to the table. I want to talk about Elgoso, uh, which is this great new platform that you've uh, invested in, and uh, you know you're, you're you're making available for people. And, and by investing, I mean like your blood, sweat, and tears. Like this is your baby. A really interesting uh, training opportunity. So I'm going to ask everybody to sit tight, check out the sponsors, and we will be right back after this. Are you overwhelmed with your current case load? Could you use some help with your skip trace assignments? With Merlin Locate Services, rather than adding staff, you can add an entire skip trace department of licensed private investigators who specialize in skip tracing. Check out MerlinLocate.com today. When you work with Merlin Locate Services, you bring on a valuable experience and trusted extension to your team. Want full data access without a site inspection? IRB Search gives you full social security numbers, dates of birth, 
up-to-date contact info, and so much more without the inconvenience or cost of an inspection. As an added bonus, you can access IRB data on any device in any location. You'll always have the best data anytime, anywhere. Visit irbsearch.com and use exclusive promo code PIPOD2021 for a free trial and 100 credits. Offer available for new and returning customers. Are you a member of NCISS? Do you know what this great organization does? The National Council of Investigation and Security Services was formed in 1975 to keep a watchful eye on legislation that affects our industry. Now more than ever, there are data privacy and DMV issues popping up all over the country. Consider joining and supporting this much-needed watchdog for our industry. Learn more at NCISS.org. Have you heard about this year's Osmosis Conference? It's back to a live event in San Diego, California from October 10th to the 12th. The event is available both live and virtually. Learn more at osmosiscon.com. Check out the latest issue of PI Magazine. Bob Maquiak graces the cover, and there's a great article on how the magazine was started. So go check it out today. And welcome back, everybody, to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. Uh, happy 4th of July. We are here with uh, Chris Salgado from All Points Investigation down in Florida. Chris, welcome back to the program. Thanks. Thanks again for having me. And I also want to wish your uh, listeners and viewers a uh, happy 4th as well and a safe 4th. Yeah. Great. Okay, so we covered a lot of your your background and past, and and now we're going to dive into the topic at hand, and it, it's it's twofold, right? So we're talking methodology, how to do this amazing investigative type work, um, and then the Agoso training program that you have. So uh, tell me a little bit about Agoso and your your idea of of how that came about, and and uh, what is it about? Sure. So. AGOSO training stands for um, Aggressive Open Source or OSINT Operations. And um, I, I came up with that because, again, being former Facebook, uh, a lot of people have come up to me since I've left Facebook and said, hey, Chris, can you help me out with this? What are your thoughts with, with this platform, with, with Facebook per- particularly, mm-hmm. and then just cyber investigations or OSINT investigations at large. So I've gotten that so many times that uh, by a variety of uh, persons uh, asking me about that, corporations, law enforcement, and so forth. And I've gotten it so many times that I thought, you know what, what if I put together a program that helps people get to, you know, a decent, a, a not decent, a, a very good level of OSINT investigations right. um, to try to, again, kind of give back to the community in some way. And uh, that's when I came up with Agoso, Agoso Investigations. And um, Agoso, if, if I can just bullet point what Agoso is, Agoso is absolute self-reliance. You have to invest in yourself. And I preach this to everybody that I speak with. It doesn't matter what the hot tool is today, OSINT tool is today. You know, there's there's tools out that have been out year for years and they were free. Yeah. And then they jumped to a thousand dollars to to use. Mm-hmm. There were tools that were really good and they just went the way of the dodo bird. Sure. Case in point, Facebook's graph search, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people use the Facebook graph search. And then when it went down in June of 2019, 
a lot of people freaked out because they're like, well, how do I, how do I search this platform? How do I get, get additional information on this person? Uh, because it was a really good interface to really pull back the information that you're really interested in mm-hmm. uh, on a, you know, as granular as you can with, with a filter system. Right. Um, and a lot of people really did freak out when that graph search came down. So this is, a GOSO training really enforces that or reinforces that you really should invest in yourself. Right. You shouldn't really learn so much on a tool. You should learn all the tools and use them to your advantage for sure um, that, that are allowed to be used. Right. Yeah. But you really need to invest in yourself. So when your current tool of preference goes down tomorrow or when your current tool of preference uh, fades into the black for whatever reason or attaches a hefty price tag to it, um, you can just pivot and then you can get the information elsewhere because you're relying on yourself. You're not relying on a tool. Again, it's critical that you use those tools because right. they're there for a reason, right? The ones that allow you to use them. But um, it's super advantageous to just invest in yourself. So when that happens, the, you know, your current chapter, your current tool closes on you, you can pivot without losing any kind of sleep, investing, in, you know, involving stress, anything like sure. that. And just not being as impactful as you can by relying on a tool, invest in yourself and you'll go much further. Yeah, and that's I mean, really the bullet point. That's a great point. Right. And I think uh, we, we do get comfortable and we rely on, on our tools, right. Things that help us get the job done. Um, and it, it's so funny that you say that because I, I, I can tell you so many experiences where I had a hot thing. That was like, this is my go-to. And it, it could be a person. It could be a website. It could be, you know, another investigator, uh, uh, someone who, who gets financial information, someone who gets insurance information. You know, it's like nothing in life is guaranteed, right? And, uh, you know, doors get shut all the time. And if, if you don't understand the backbone of how to do that research, it's not necessarily the tool. It's like, Okay, so that tool is no longer available. I still need to do the research. Where am I going to next? And and where is that in the chain of of uh, technique? Right? Of okay, this is my goal. Um, here's my task, and what are my you know what are the bullet points I have to check off to get to that task? And that's really methodology. And why it's so important in what we do is when we get to the point where we have to testify and we have to or write a report. And you're talking about how did I get from a to C, right? Tell me about B, right? You need to be able to explain that in detail where it makes sense to other people, right? It's the backbone of, of what we do, right? It's, it's great you solved my problem, but I also need to know how you solved my problem. Right? Sure. <laughs> That's like yeah. important. You know, it's not like the secret sauce. Like I can't tell you. No, you, if you're <laughs> under oath, you literally have to tell people how you got there, you know? <laughs> right, Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and that's, that's another thing that Agoso teaches is it's, it's extreme in the methodology. There's, there's plenty of tools that I, um, that I showcase inside the training, plenty of them. Right. Um, so you'll walk away with an excellent, in my opinion, you'll walk away with an excellent resource or pantry list of these tools that are current and they're great for you to use. Yeah. And, uh, but we really drill down into the methodology because that's really going to, uh, enhance your own capabilities. Like I said, really yeah. reinforce that allowance to invest in yourself. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just something that I believe that uh, really has to be is critical and has to be spoken of. So, so this is why that 
that ideology and this whole thing you're doing really speaks to me. And I really want to encourage folks to go check it out and really be a part of it because, uh, you know, being able to, uh, have these resource tools or folks like yourself that, that teach you how to do these things and having that laundry list of, of sites you go to, like that is the spirit of investigators toolbox. Like when, it, when I put that together, it, it, it wasn't a matter of, all right, I want to create this great software because really that when I started going into business or looking at alternate things to do within in the investigative community, it was always about software. Okay, I'm going to build this thing that's going to help you do this. I'm going to build that or I'm going to line myself up with this company that does this amazing, um, you know, background searches that are able to find uh, things on people. And, you know, we're going to do jury research or we're going to do geofencing. It's a great example, right? I was hot and heavy on this geo geofencing um, that I'd be able to locate witnesses to a particular accident based upon building geofences and, and searching for postings within that area. And it was fantastic. It worked really, really well until it didn't. <laughs> you know, and right, right. you know, it's like okay, well, this was done. That was fun, <laughs> you know. But it's it, yeah. they're they're all those companies are changing the way they're doing business. I can't offer that service anymore. So where I'm getting to is it it, it got to the point where it's like okay, now I want to create the community or the marketplace or or software like that or tools like this and like that can all live. We're trainings like a Goso and and other you know training where where it, it's easy to find. And you can bookmark everything and you can, you know, have it at your fingertips, essentially. Like, I want to create that community. I want to create the marketplace as opposed to creating the software. And um, shameless self-plug here, but, you know, just folks to understand how that how that came about and what it's about. I get fired up about this stuff. I get fired up when, when I'm talking to you and you're like, hey, I want to do this because it's so needed in our industry. Um, and the ability now to take all that content and have it live somewhere or at least letting you know where you can have access to it, right? Here, here's a direct link to Chris's site where you can go and get this amazing training, uh, which is live training too, which is so cool, right? So tell me a little bit about that. Sure, yeah. The, so the format is, as you said, it's live training and it can be offered to one person, uh, just a one-on-one -on -one, literally, um, or a group of individuals. It could be to in a, a private investigators association, right? I've done uh, sessions for um, uh, organizations like that. Yeah. And uh, I find that it's really um, advantageous to offer a, a platform or method like that because it's it's an organic system. Yeah. And, you know, a GOSO training comes with, it's kind of a package of, of training, right, mm -hmm. that I put together. Hey, if you want to learn how to really dig heavily into OSINT, um, you need to have this package, right? But it's also kind of an a la carte thing. So for instance, if, if somebody investigator uh, comes to me and says, hey, Chris, I really want to learn, focus on social media. Mm -hmm. That's it. We can go ahead and carve out a social media training inside a go. So if somebody says, you know what, Chris, I know a lot about social media, um, but I'd like to do background investigations. How can I find stuff on the deep web particularly, right? Um, we can carve out background investigations under the Agoso heading. Um, so you're getting the same really intense, valuable training on methodology, just really drilling in that methodology that, that you and I just spoke of, yeah. but kind of overviewing different or focusing on different elements within your own skill set or your own business need, whether it's 
law enforcement or private investigators of, of various sorts. And uh, I find that it works really well to have a one-on-one -on -one session where you can roll out that information, you can have real-time uh, engagements back and forth. And it's picking the brain, if I may, it's picking the brain of a former Facebook investigator that helped build the system on a global scale. Right. I mean, if I had the opportunity to do that and I, I wasn't me, I would see that there's a benefit to that. Inherent value. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And in my experience, I apologize. Yeah. In my experience with Facebook isn't exclusive to Facebook because when I was out in California, we regularly partnered with the tech giants, Google, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, even Amazon. So, you know, my experience with the platforms of, of different different platforms really goes far beyond Facebook, you know, Twitter as well, and, you know, just lots of different platforms. So it's really advantageous to have the perspective and experience that I have. And I like to think that, <clears throat> excuse me, we hold a huge advantage over um, other investigators because of the experience that I, I brought to All Points Investigations. Yeah. And that's the exact kind of stuff you can kind of tap into with this Agoso training. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, listen, you can answer more questions than where do you send a subpoena to Facebook for? Right? Yeah. <laughs> you do a little bit more than that. <laughs> that's been out there a few times, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's great, man. It's so exciting. And it's, I, I feel there's, there's, we have a, um, a duty and responsibility, you know, to, to train up our industry, right. To make sure that when, when we leave it, we leave it better than when we got there, right? That, that's always, uh, that, that's the calling there. And it's like, you know, folks like you, uh, you know, folks like, like Cynthia Hetherington, uh, Amber Schroeder, Kirby Plesis, Kelly Riddle, Kitty Haley, you know, thing, people like that, that really, like, they understand, you got to train people, you got to, like, talk about these things, and make sure that folks are doing things the, the right way. Like, there's a, there's a real void, there and void and vacuum. And I think what's so cool about what you're doing, Chris, is that you have your own voice on this stuff, right? So your perspective, your take on methodology is different than all those other people I just mentioned, right? And that's good, right? We got to have multiple voices on things because maybe what you're saying is going to resonate differently with the listener, you know, or your idea is going to be birthed from your experience, which is not anybody else's experience, but your own. Um, and that's the beautiful part about investigative work. Yes, there's methodology, but there's still personal experience that you can speak to on that, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's it's really good to be able to, like I said, come to the table with um, the experience that I have to, to share it with others. Because again, Agoso is the effect of a lot of people coming to me and saying, hey, Chris, can you help me out with with Facebook? Can you help me out with Twitter? Can you help me out with OSINT at large? And um, lo and behold, we have a GOSO training. And uh, like I said, it, it's really critical to invest in yourself versus any particular tool there. And you know, there's a lot of different ways of going after OSINT. I mean, you get into like GitHub and using Linux and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And we don't even get into that with a GOSO training because although you can, um, I really want the Agoso training to be available to kind of the lay investigator and mm -hmm. excuse me, lay OSINT investigator, right? Yeah. Or at least somebody that's not technically savvy to get into Linux and um, all the other 
opportunities like GitHub, right? Yeah. It's not too hard to get into GitHub. You don't have to be that technically savvy for it, but it's another, it's an upgrade in yeah. your system, right? So, so and, uh, excuse me. So if, if folks don't understand what GitHub is, can you break it down for the, for the layperson who maybe was, yeah, to I mean, very simply yeah. put, GitHub is a resource for different types, <clears throat> excuse me, building different types of querying systems of mm-hmm. databases to really help you out in this case in OSINT investigations. Right. And a lot of people can't do that. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's why I want Agoso to really stand on its own and help out the community at large instead of just this kind of drilled down a number of technically savvy OSINT investigators because not everybody is. A a lot of people think I'm a, I'm an IT guy. I'm, I'm not an IT guy. I honestly can't stand computers, (laughs) but, uh, but I'm, I'm a really, I'm, I'm really driven and diligent cyber investigator. That's what I do. Mm. Um, so Ogoso stands on its own. So you, you don't have to be technically savvy for that. You don't have to have an engineering degree. You don't have to understand code. Although I do teach on how to read code as well, because it's very advantageous if you can do that. Future. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's neat, man. That's like, you are the Armageddon, uh, <laughs> the answer to the Armageddon, right? When, when the intertubes are turned off and, and folks, <laughs> folks don't know where to, where to start. It's like, okay, well, this is where you need to go. Um, yeah, you're back to, you're back to candles and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Where do you uh, go? Cause exactly. all the tools have been taken from you. Exactly. Just, uh, you know, take the crust off the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, please. Uh, <laughs> let's have a little, little high, high class, remove the crust. Um, it, it's cool. So like, what's, what's your plan here? Like in, in the, in the near coming future, like how are you launching this? How do folks understand, um, you know, how they can get in on this and, and be a part of it? Sure. So Agoso is really new. Um, I think it came out in early May, um, just a month ago, something like that. Right. And I do have <clears throat> a domain for it, but still building the website for it. So simply put, if somebody's interested in it, they can reach out to me through LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, they can go to our, our website, allpointsinv.com. Um, but probably the best thing to do is to reach out to me through LinkedIn. And then we can get a conversation going. I can talk to you about what your need is and what I think can help you as far as that kind of a la carte system, or do we do a comprehensive um, OSINT uh, AGOSO training at the, on the front end there? Mm-hmm. Because again, with my background, a lot of people come to me for dark web investigations. And while we do dark web investigations, um, AGOSO does not cover dark web investigations. AGOSO covers two platforms and that's the surface web mm-hmm. or the clear web and the deep web. And um, a lot of investigators have contacted me throughout the last couple of years and said, hey, I have a case. I need a dark web investigation. Can you help me out? And the simple answer to that is yes. But I drill into the case details and ask them a lot of questions. Okay, why do you think you need dark web? Because everyone's quick to throw out dark web. It's the hot topic, right? But do you really need that? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's an extreme buzzword. And um, in assessing the situation, I find out, and this has been 100% of the time without exaggeration, I found out that, you know what? I can do a dark web investigation for you, but we have the capabilities for that. But you don't need dark web. What you need is probably deep web investigations or really heavy OSINT investigations. 
And I help them figure out how to do that. Certainly we can help them out, but I also try to lead them into what really they need. So in my opinion, most investigations do not need dark web investigations. Dark web investigations is costly and it's very time consuming. Um, and you, you're, you, you really got to know what you're looking for. Um, so a ghost host specifically doesn't train in that because of that reason. 100% of the times that people have come to me, I've told them you actually don't need dark web investigations. In my opinion, you rarely need dark web investigations in certain areas, right? There's cryptocurrency investigations, which we do those as well, that you're right. probably going to need that dark web setup. Right. But I'm talking about your kind of run-of-the-mill investigator um, concerns or casework. You really don't need that. Sure. Okay, so we're going to look to wind down over here. I really appreciate you coming back on, and I'm so excited for you, man. I, I feel like, you know, we'll, we'll hit our, you know, nine to 12-month period where it's okay, Chris is going to come back on. And I, like, I can't wait <laughs> to see where you're at with it at that particular point because it, it's you have a very unique voice in this industry, and uh, I got crazy respect for you. And I know that, like, there's a madman floating around in, in that head. Right. And it's like, you need to, you need to share it with people because, uh, you know, you're a problem solver and, uh, it, it's really neat to see it working. Um, again, I encourage folks to go check out this, this platform, um, and, and go back and update and check it out again. Cause I'm sure it's only going to grow and, and do what you need to do. We're going to have the, the contact information, the show notes, um, all those things that you were talking about earlier. Uh, they'll be they'll be on there. I guess uh, I'll see you in San Diego, right in in October, which is pretty awesome. Uh, For sure, yeah, I'm excited about that, and uh, looking forward to meeting whoever from this podcast, whoever yeah. makes it out there. I'll be happy yeah. to meet with you as well. Yeah. yeah, Chris is one of the good ones, guys. You definitely want to want to stay on top of him. You know, it's the future of where this stuff is going. Guys like Jake Kreps, like yourself, you know, that really have that passion of, of of training and just putting content out there and like why am i putting it out there because folks need to know you know there's value to that it just adds to the credibility so keep doing what you're doing uh thank you for the contributions and the one last thing i do want to mention is that you, if you are an investigators toolbox member we have an amazing uh announcement with this agoso training that we're going to send out in our uh, in our newsletter. Um, Chris has been very very generous. Yes, he's. If you're listening and not watching, he's doing the money sign with his fingers. So yeah, uh, there's a generous, a very generous discount for um, the Investigator Toolbox members. All this stuff goes hand in hand, and uh, Chris is definitely a partner with that community. And uh, you know, thank you for that. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks, folks, for tuning in. And uh, Chris, we'll uh, we'll catch you again soon, man. Thanks for coming on. For sure. Thanks for having me. Bye, everyone. Be safe. Take care. What a great chat. Chris is a wealth of knowledge, and you should really consider his Agoso training program. We thank Crosstracks, Merlin Locate, IRB Osmosis, and NCISS for sponsoring the show. So please support those great sponsors. Check out the investigatorstoolbox.com, where you can join through the app available on iOS and Android platforms. You'll be able to access the whole site right from your smartphone. There's no better time than today to sign up for the site. And for just 49 cents a day, you can take advantage of some great networking, training, and data resource management. And use code PIP201836 to save an extra $20. If you have a question or a comment about the show, email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. And you can find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. 
We want your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back next Monday with a new show, so make sure you tune in. Stay safe out there. Happy 4th.